Amazing. Good morning. Welcome to church. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Happy New Year out there in the world and Happy New Year to everybody here. It's going to be a very interesting year. This is election time. Satan is going to show himself between now and election time. So watch out for it. All right. It's going to be interesting. So good morning, everybody here again. All right. So before I get rolling, I have a special treat for you for the first 15 minutes or so. Um, I have a, a beta male who who is afraid to speak in the public, so he's beta in that way. And we want to, I want him to face that. The only way you can overcome anything, you got to face it. You got to go to it and deal with it. So Duran is going to come up for a few minutes. I have no idea what he's going to talk about. He's going to be all nervous. He's beta. In that area, he's beta. So come on up, Duran. Hi, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Come um, over here. Uh, right here. Stand right there in front of the camera. Okay. Hi, good morning. Um, so, yes, yeah, it's kind of weird. I never thought I'd be opening up for a church. Um, <laughs> so this is kind of cool. Um, I guess I want to recap 2019 just a little bit. Um, I think I met Jesse at, you know, early 2019, um, first time meeting and speaking with him. I think since then, uh, one of the uh, major things that kind of changed for me was uh, I noticed when I would talk to people, whether it be like family or friends or whoever, um, I noticed that once they started, you know, becoming angry, whether it came from like me asking a question or just having a conversation or whatever, I kind of picked up on that. And normally I would engage in, you know, the drama or whatever, but I found myself kind of just like hanging back and observing their behavior and just observing them rather than engaging them. Um, whereas before, it's like, you know, I would just, you know, keep going along with what was happening. Um, so I, I could say that was probably like one of the biggest changes last year is just observing people and recognizing that they're not being themselves and not just, you know, getting caught up in that. Um, I think, and the second biggest thing was moving to LA. I never really like thought I would move out of my city before, even though I didn't move far. I came from San Bernardino. It's still like a world of difference moving to a competitive large city like Los Angeles. Um, but now that I'm out here, I wish I would have done that years ago. So for anyone that's, you know, thinking about moving, highly consider it. It's definitely like a great change, definitely a milestone in my life. Um, also... I finally started my uh, a new YouTube channel, so I've been doing interviews on the street, and I've been asking people questions. So for the first episode, I asked people, um, I, was going, I was on Hollywood Boulevard, and I had asked people, what do men and women want from each other? And guess what the number one thing was? Sex. Sex, yes. <laughs> then money, sex and money. And so that episode got kind of, a, it, it was a little vulgar, got a little wild. So for the next episode, um, I decided to ask people um, what should a man pay on the first date? I thought I'd keep it a little bit more mild. Should a man pay on the first date? So we went to downtown Long Beach and then downtown Los Angeles. Um, and it's weird because, like, when you ask people a simple question like that, I never thought you'd find out so much information about somebody. But it's like, for, okay, so, for example, I was talking to this older lady. She, she's around, you know, 37-ish. I feel like she's a little bit too old to be out with us. Hey. <laughs> no offense. Um and so she's explaining to me that she had taught her sons. She, she said that she's teaching her sons now that, yeah, a man should pay on the first date. Okay. And so 
I interview a second person. She's younger, 21-ish, 22-ish. And she's like, she had this attitude that, you know, she almost felt entitled. Like, yeah, man should pay on the first date. I deserve that. And then she goes on to explain, yeah, I've, I've used people for free meals here and there. And I'm thinking to myself, like, man, I hope that the previous lady, I hope her kids don't grow up to run into somebody like this because they're going to get eaten alive. Um, so for the next episode, I think I want to use one of Jesse's questions. I feel like he has a lot of good questions. Um, one of them is, uh, would a man have anything to do with a woman if it wasn't for sex? I thought about asking that, but I feel like I don't have a security team yet. And I feel like I would get in trouble if I asked some people that they might not take too kindly to it. So I think, I think for the next one, I want to ask, should a man share his emotions with a woman? I'm very curious as to what people my age would say. Um, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun going out on the street, talking to people. And it's weird because like, when you put a microphone and a camera in someone's face, they're so willing to share their life story with you. But if I didn't have the camera and the mic, it's like they would just look at me like I'm crazy. So I just walk up to people. I don't even introduce myself or anything. I just, you know, go right into the question. And it's weird how they'll just kind of, like, continue to talk on and on and on. Um, so, yeah, that was 2019. Um, the moral of that story is go check out my YouTube channel, Ward on the Street. <laughs> <laughs> um, so from here, I don't know where to go, Jesse. <laughs> All right. So how did you, were you afraid of doing that? Talking right now? Yeah. What were you afraid of? Um, I guess running out of things to say. Uh, so did you run out of things? Right now, yeah. Anybody have a question for him? No? So you think that women who are 30-something are old women? I feel like they're too old to be out at the club and borrow me. Yeah. How old are you? 28. 28. So 30 seem old. 37, yeah. Uh, amazing. <laughs> Isn't that, like, amazing? So you wouldn't date older women? Not anymore, no. You used to? Yeah, well, not date. I used to see them. Yeah. I used to see them. Yeah. Oh, you just go and look at them. <laughs> uh-huh. So if it wasn't for sex, would men have anything to do with a woman? With women? <clears throat> um. can, he, can they see him on camera? Yeah. Oh, okay. If it wasn't for sex, would, would you have anything to do with a woman? At this stage, yeah. If it wasn't for sex, you would still have something to do with her? Mm-hmm. Like what? So men, we place women into two categories when we meet them. The first, actually, I don't want to get into the categories, not on camera. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would. So like, at this stage, um, you know, eventually I want kids. So, you know, meeting a woman, I would see if, you know, potentially I could be a good mom. So, yeah, I don't necessarily need sex at this age. Amazing. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. So the beta part is gone now, right? You know, a beta when it's speaking in front of people? I don't know. I might have to do it again and test it out. All right. All right. Thank you, man. Thanks. That was amazing. Oh, you can see Joe. Thank you, guys. I used to, when James first started,
coming to bond, I did that with him because he was like, I mean, sugar water. And I would bring him up and let him open up the church service. And after a while, he got really good. Or he got nervous and he said, well, if you don't stop, I ain't, I'm not coming back. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? And so now you, can, you can't tell that he was uh, very weak at first. So you got to face it. When you face it, you will overcome it. Thank you, Duran. That's amazing. So any questions about anything? No? All right. My biblical, oh, who was here last week, last Sunday? What's the theme? Oh, you do have a question? Okay. Oh, good morning. Good morning. So we were here last week, but my question has to do with a situation with me and my son. Okay. Okay, so um, he's 26, and since listening to you, I think we shared with you last week, we've been watching you for a while now, so I've overcome... I did um, work dealing with my mother, my father, and we've. This week has actually been like a huge week with my sister and I, with our parents, and yes. a big. And last week I told you, I don't know if you remember, we were leaving, and my mom had asked us where we were going, and we said we were coming to visit you, and we were going to pay for it. Boy, she attacked us like <laughs> she did, and we had she to attack like, you for coming to church. Well, not for that, but she brought other stuff up, and we, and I stood up to her, and I, you know, like in which has. I feel really good doing that. Right on. But now, so I have my son. He's 26. And um, and I shared with you, I haven't been working. I haven't been able to find a job for like seven months now. Uh-huh. So uh, so right now, we all, she, we split the rent three ways. But now, since I'm not working, I haven't been able to find a job. My sister and my son are putting my hat, you know, but I'm still looking. And in the past, I used to be, um, when he, when I would try to reprimand and from being little, you know. I would always uh, react as a typical mom, you know, snarky, sarcastic. I would correct him in a sarcastic way. So I've changed, and I've become very aware of that part of my behavior. Yes. So my sister brought it to my attention this morning. In fact, um, we were driving in, um, and we were dropping him off at work because there was a situation with the car and parking and all that. So I had, I had said, oh, Shane, I said, um, I said, please, if I'm coming off strong, I don't mean to. And I always, because I'm aware of my... Um, pushiness and my bossiness so I always want to let him know if you feel that at any time I'm being bossy or pushy please let me know because I don't want to be that way with you so I said x y is we you know why take down Mar when this and that and so he got he answered me very with anger yes um and he stood angry and we could feel his energy and then um we had also said and if while had passed and I said we were passing Caltech and I said, oh, Shane, what about, um, a, you know, just, oh, was working at Trader Joe's. And he's like, I'm going to do this. And he, like, and I was like, okay. So my sister had brought that to my attention that um, to ask you how do I then resolve that with him, with him staying angry with me when I, you know what I mean? Yes. It's scary when he gets mad. Yeah. He's, he's 26, he, right? Yeah. He's 26. You yes. got to let him go completely. Okay. He shouldn't be living with you. He shouldn't right. be sharing rent. He shouldn't be, mm-hmm. you should not be driving him to work. Mm-hmm. He needs to get away from you. Well, completely. I just dropped him off. This He has his own car. He make, I never do that. Right, but he shouldn't be living with you either. Right, I understand Because that, yes. when, when boys and girls, adults live with their mothers, mm-hmm. they're not going to let their kids go. Okay. 
uh, even knowing what you know, mm -hmm. that nature that you're overcoming uh -huh. will still hold on to him. Mm -hmm. So you got to tell him, I'm sorry for what I've done to you. Right. You should forgive me so that you can overcome me. Mm -hmm. But you need to let him go completely. Mm -hmm. He needs his own place far away from you, not down the road, mm -hmm. but far away from you. And let him go. Make no more suggestions to him. Okay. Don't tell him how to live his life. Don't protect him in that way. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, he's never going to grow. Mm -hmm. he got to get away from you. Yeah. And we did suggest him to come to the men's forum on Thursday. Oh, good. Um, but I, deep down, I know why he didn't want to come. Because I knew you would tell him that. Yeah. To move. And yeah. that's kind of my way of getting him to also... Um, why have you told him to move, giving him a notice that you got to go. Because I never realized that before, you know, and I, that's something that I'm dealing with as well and yeah. working forward, dealing with with that as well. As Is it hard to let him go? It, it's, it is. I know that it's the right thing to do. Yes. Yes. It, it is hard and I'm being... I'm and why is it hard to let him go? What What's in there that want him? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Because I don't, I well, I guess because I, I have been a very controlling. I know that I've always been a very bossy, dominate, domineering person. I right. was a single parent, um, but I've never spoken ill of his father. Nobody's, you know, and I, and I always do tell him, you know, your father loves you, and he just couldn't handle. Right. This, I've ne he has, you know. Well, let him go. Give him notice, my notice or so, and just say you got to move because you're not going to grow around me. So you got to get out there and make your own mistakes and, and overcome the world yourself. All right? If she doesn't, beat her up, all right? Oh, I, I've, been, I've been telling her this, and I was like, you know, you're really being really overprotective with him. He's he got to go. He's too old to be living at home. That's gross. <laughs> it really is gross. Yeah. It's like you're going to turn him into your husband. Right. If yeah, you don't yeah. let him go. Right. She hasn't forgiven our dad yet, and I think that has to Oh, no wonder. Too. She's forgiven our mom, but not our dad. Go and forgive your mother, your father, too. Mm. All right? Her biggest, her biggest beef is with her dad, and my biggest beef was with my mom. Yeah. And I forgave both of them already, but I told her, you've got to forgive Pop. You do? Yeah. So I want to warn all of you out there in the world and here, when you get married, get away from mama. Get away from in-law mama, get away from mama, and move way over there. Because mama will follow you to hell before she set you free. And your marriage is not going to work if she stays in the middle of it. Because she want to control you, she want to control the man or the woman you're with. She want control. She can't help it. So you're not going to have a marriage if she stays around. All right? Someone was telling me that uh, these people that live way over yonder, uh, the daughter moved away from one state to another one, and then the mother kept carrying on about it. So the daughter said, all right, you can come live with me. And the mother brought herself and the rest of the kids. And this yeah, one daughter got to take care of the whole family, right? Yes. And so the daughter said, all right, you guys can stay here. I'm going to buy a house, and I'm going to move. And the mother was like, well, don't move too far away. And the daughter said, well, I'm moving. And the mother found out where the daughter is buying the house, and the mother went and bought the house next door. Mm -hmm. And the daughter's like, don't do that. And the daughter started crying. <laughs> 
Because the mother won't go away. Isn't that like evil? Total evil. So don't let, don't move next door. Don't let her come to your house. And don't let her raise your kids. I know a lot of people think, oh, it's nice to have mama around. Mother will watch over the kids while I'm at work, right? But while you're at work, the same thing she did to you, she's doing it to the children. She's turning them against you. She's spoiling them. She's deceiving them. And don't, don't do that. Scott, when you get married, don't let her mama come around or your mama. You know? Yeah. Make sure you guys settle on that before marriage. Because mama's not going to like it. And if the man tries to stand up to her, oh, that's a bad son-in-law. He's no good, right? But you got to get out. Even God said, when you get married, go away from your family. Away. And, live, and create your own family. So don't do it, folks. Just FYI. But you can do it if you want. Suffer and die. It's not going to be pleasant at all. All right? Let him go. I know uh, a guy who is 60-something years old right now, and he wanted to commit suicide because his mother would not let him go when he was real young. In his early 20s, I told him, move away from Mama. And she, she sent the daughters off, but she wouldn't let him go. She turned him into a woman. And now he's in his 60s, depressed, and, and she won't die. <laughs> he, he was, like, hoping she died soon, but... <laughs> She won't die. Now she has Alzheimer's and he feels like he got to take care of her. I'm like, no, put it in an oval home. He's like, no, I feel so guilty. He won't let her go. So let your son go. If you love him, you will put him out. That makes sense? What? No, it's... <laughs> I don't think how, how come, like, like for me and her, like, we've been on our own since we were 18. Yeah. And we're different. You know, she and I were different. And t- anyway, so... What, why is it that he doesn't have the courage to just say, I want to go? Is it just be, is it because, because she set him up like that while he was growing up. She made him dependent on her, even when he was a kid. So he doesn't have the courage to leave. So how does she apologize to him so he can't be not, so he can't not, so he doesn't have, so he doesn't have By to being be, honest with him, say, look, yeah. I created you, recreated you in my image. It's not normal that you're afraid to leave home. It's not normal that you stand with me. It's not normal, so you need to go. I, I apologize for that. Okay. But she set him up that way. And, it, and then if he wanted to move, he would feel guilty about it. Because I'm not, I don't want to leave mama. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's but, not the money, because I told her, he could get another job. I know it's not the money. We, we, yeah. When we left, we had two jobs. You know, but she set him up that way. When I was growing up, from day one, we were told, you're out of here at 18 years old. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and my grandma used to remind me of that all the time. Like, okay, you're out of here at 18. And I'm like, well, where am I going? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm living on a plantation in Alabama, right? And I'm like, well, where am I going to go? She's like, I don't care, and I don't know, but you're out of here. So my mindset was like that. Mm-hmm. And then she taught me to work and be responsible and when I turned 18, I was out of there. It just, the doors just opened up for me and I left. I haven't looked back because I was raised that way with that mentality where some mothers tend to uh, um, not do that for their sons and daughters. They want them dependent on them. Mm-hmm. Amazing, huh? And should I 
uh, in addition to talking, should I show him this, have him see this as well, or, or is that me being a coward? Yeah, he, tell him and he can see it. He can watch just it. Just watch this and yeah. see. Okay. But just apologize and let him yeah. go. Yeah. I have apologized to him for other stuff about, you know, when I was. Yeah. We're set him free. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yes. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, my biblical question. Who is who 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 is familiar with my biblical question this week? Oh, okay. Right here in the glasses. Are white people are white people the only racist people? Right. Is this your first time here? Yes. What's your it's, name? It's an honor to meet you. Thank you, man. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> I'm Mesba. So, are white people the only racist people? Yes, that was the biblical question, right? Right. And what's the answer to that? Um, it's it's. I think it's complicated. It's complicated. It's yeah, it's on. Okay. It's on. Yeah. Oh, it's on. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Why? What's complicated about that? Well, I mean, it depends on, I guess, how you define racism, first of all, and then, it's I mean, you can have what? a whole academic conversation about that. So. It depends on what now? How you define racism, and you can have like a whole academic conversation on that. Like a lot of people would say, racism is. Prejudice plus power. What now, do you say? Uh, that's what I would say. Pre- oh. Racism is prejudice plus power. I think everyone can be bigoted or prejudiced, but I don't think everyone can be racist. It's so because you need power are you, to are be you racist. Bigot, a bigot? I think everyone's capable of it. I think, I think everyone in here is. How about you? Yes, including myself. You all those things? Yeah. We, can, we all have that potential. We oh, can really? all be bigoted sometimes. But it's, the idea you? is to fight against that. How old are you? Um, I am 30. How do you fight against that? Just learn from, you know what, it, it's basically like correcting yourself. You always say uh, you have to correct somebody, you know, or like a man has to correct his wife or something like that. I've watched a lot of your videos. But like it's basically about correcting yourself, you know, realizing you were wrong in the so past. You, so you are racist? I don't think so. Oh. I'm are just saying that everyone's... Uh, you a bigot? Everyone is capable of bigotry. How about you? Are you a bigot? And we've all engaged in it at some point. How about point. you? Um, I try not to be. Are you? I try not to be. Are you? I try not to be. <laughs> oh, you want a yes or no? I love this. This is like one of the legendary YouTube shows. Are stuff. you a bigot? I try not to be. <laughs> Are you? I try not to be. <laughs> you want a yes or no? I know that, but right. like, yeah, I, I just try my best not to be. That means that you are, and you try not to be. Exactly. But what is a bigot? I feel like it's like, for example, I mean, you can even like engage in bigotry. For example, like if you pass by someone and you just judge them on the outside, like this is a shady character, so I need to clench my purse a little tighter, for example, or I need to like, you know. Go to the other side of the. Did you say purse? Go to the other. Go to the other sidewalk as opposed to walking on the same sidewalk as them. You know, you you just judge someone based on what you see. Are you a Christian? To, um, no. You're not. Do you believe in God? Yeah. 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 Can I hear a beta? Beta, beta. <laughs> <laughs> It's like strong belief, huh? Yeah. And so you believe in God? A little bit. A little bit? Oh. Yeah, somewhat. You need help. Yeah. I'm glad you're here. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> me too. Uh, any questions for me? Can you say a great white hope? Say so what now? 
Can you say Great White Hope? The Great White Hope. Are you voting for? No. You're not? Absolutely not. But you're I, not I, I just it's just I've seen you say and do all these things yeah. on YouTube. I just so you're not voting for the Great White Hope? Uh no. Why not? Absolutely not. I'm not encouraging you to or not, not to. Not to, yeah. Why you're not voting for I mean, for it's him? just he's a buffoon. It's a, That's but, a bigot called a president, a buffoon. <laughs> yeah. I've heard it all. I mean, <laughs> he was amazing. All right. Well, when you said you clinched your purse, I didn't think you voted for him. Yeah. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> Amazing. We live in L.A., man. Come on. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right here. Um, Thank you, John. You want to respond to the biblical question, right? Uh, are all white people, are only white people racist? Can I tell you what Satan told me first? <laughs> if you have to. Well, well answer I, the question first. Okay. Well, okay, yes. Uh, only white, white people are racist? Right, white, only white people are racist. Really? And you're white, right? Yes. No, I'm ginger. It's a different race. <laughs> you're what? Well, I'm ginger. I'm white skinned, but I'm a ginger. We're a different this race. It's just start this morning. My... <laughs> Y'all been smoking pot? <laughs> <laughs> Nearly every day when I'm in LA, yeah. Oh, uh, so you had some this morning? Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, no wonder. <laughs> and so, you, why do you believe only white people are racist? No, I don't really believe that, no. Oh, you do not believe that? But that's what I see in what the world. You, that's what you see? In the world, yeah. You see white racist people in the world. Well, because racism, the definition that I read last time I checked was a person who thinks their race is better than everyone else, right? Uh, or better than holds one race superior to another. Right. So I was just thinking that, well, if white people created America, the greatest nation on earth, as you point out, right? Right. Uh, that would give white people cause to believe that they were better than everyone else, right? Uh, so then, if everyone kind of knows that, then everyone can see that could explain why people think, well, you kind of have this idea that only white people can be racist. Which, which, if you believe in racism, is stupid, for a start, because there's so much evidence of other people claiming that their race is the best. And we all know it's the gingers. Everyone knows it. But Trevor Wesley. <laughs> so listen, you believe that white people are racist are the only racist people because they built America? And because they built America, they feel like they're special over everybody else? Well, you know, it's not just America. It's the, this whole thing about Western civilization kind of being the, the greatest, you know? Right. I don't necessarily so, believe that. No, I don't. You know, I can see that, that it's got a lot oh, of good stuff Oh, you can see why people would think that? Right. But you don't see it as being that way? Actually, yeah, I do. Yeah. You do see it? Yeah, though. I do see it. That you, way. See, you see that only white people could be racist? No. I don't believe that racism really exists. I'm kind of with you on that one. You convince me. So what do you see there? that people believe in racism and a lot of people who believe in racism tend to oh, identify so racism with white people. It. Oh, I see. Because people believe there's racism, right. they believe white people are the only racist right. because they created the best country. Right. Oh, I see what you're saying. Kind of thing. But Somewhere you don't around. see it that way. 
Not really, no. You don't no. think white people are racist? Well, that was a stream of thoughts that came to me, and I was like, okay, Satan, I'll tell Jesse about it, see if he... <laughs> I'm glad you did. Thank you. Any other crazy person in here? <laughs> um, what do you think about that question? Are only white people racist? I mean, yeah, racist people? No, no, actually, I, I don't believe that white people are the only racist people. Do you believe that they are racist, white people? From what I have experienced, I can't say that. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think so. You don't believe that white people are racist? Well, when I looked up the definition of racist, it had something to do with uh, <clears throat> someone believing that they were superior. And my experience with white people... Uh, I never really got that vibe. Uh, I grew up around a lot of black people. I'm from New Orleans, so uh, <laughs> there was I'm a lot sorry of... to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my prayer goes out to you. I need them. <laughs> but no. But, so you don't believe white people are racist at all? I don't believe. Well, the in my experience, it, it seems that I got more of that type of superior vibe from black people. You know, uh, growing up, it was you know. Uh, who was the fastest runners? Who was the the best boxers? Who was the you know the the people that uh, the best dancers? You know, and white people just seem to be clowned all the time by black people. It was like, oh, they can't dance. They don't know how to dress. They have no style. Uh, you know, and and I didn't really I didn't really see it the other way. Right. You know, but I was uh, I was told, you know. Uh, and when you were told that white people were racist, did you believe it? Yeah, yeah. You didn't believe it at one point? Yeah, because... Do you still believe it? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mike, um, I'm starting to realize that uh, reality in the imagination has a lot to do with uh, intellectual facts and things that you see. And, yeah. And now I'm starting to think that everything that uh, I've witnessed has uh, been a more or less a big propaganda campaign, even oh, okay. with history. So if you believe history and you believe what you see on TV... You're probably going to believe that whites are racist. Amazing. Duran, are you white? Um, yeah, quarter Irish. Oh, hold on. Let me ask a white man. <laughs> <laughs> so, Duran, do you believe white people uh, uh, can only be racist? No. It's only white people who are racist? No. And why don't you believe that? Because I've seen, you know... Mexicans act crazy towards blacks. I've seen blacks act crazy towards Mexicans. So I've seen everyone be be racist at one point. Oh, okay. Yeah. You say you're white. You kind of look white, but you kind of look Mexican, mixed with a little black. When you first see me, what did I look like? Um, like everything. Like everything. You know, Mexican, white, and black. Yeah. That's funny. Are you mixed up with everything? I'm a I'm a Native American, Mexican, and Irish. Oh, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> Amazing. So let me tell you why I asked this question. Because I want you to start thinking for yourself. Because if you listen to the experts and the people with their degrees and all that, they're going to lead you down the wrong path. And you need to start thinking for yourself. Number one is kind of what I think you said, is that um, uh, any angry person think that they are superior to another person. They think they're better than other people. Angry people think that way because it's all ego. And so uh, white people who build America, I'm sure some of them think they're better than everyone else because they built America. 
But then the blacks think that they're the first on the earth and they created everything and so they think they're better. The Mexicans think that they're better because they think California belongs to them, at least a portion of it, right? All eagles think that it's better than the next. It's not true, but it's an illusion. And that's why I wanted to ask that question because I noticed that there have been an attack on Jews lately in New York and other places. You heard about that, right? And so what they did, they passed laws to protect the Jews. They now have Jew laws. You can't talk to the Jew the wrong way. You can't mess with them, right? And they call it anti-Semitism or something like that. And then they passed laws to protect the blacks. It's called hate crime. If you attack the blacks, all of a sudden it's a hate crime. But there are no laws to protect the whites. There are no, like, anti-white law. You can kill the whites. You can rape them. You can murder them. You can break into their homes. You can take their money. But no laws for the whites. And to me, I don't understand how they are able to get away with that and white people don't say anything about it. And white people are under attack all the time by people of color in so many ways because they're accused of being racist and everything is their fault. And if white people disagree, all of a sudden they're racist. So white people are afraid to disagree, so now everybody is attacking them. But there are no white laws to protect them. Anybody notice that? Yeah. Have you noticed that in the black shirt right here? No, the young man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've definitely noticed that. And what do you think about that? I think it's crazy. I mean, I don't necessarily want white laws. I just want everybody to kind of drop that behavior, you know. Yeah, we need laws to just protect the people. If you commit a crime against the people, you go to jail or uh, whatever, right? But now in America, they have Jewish laws, black laws, Mexican laws, but no white laws. It must be hard to live in America being white. Are you white? I'm white. I'm also Mexican, though. Uh, okay, you look more white. What is it like living in the country knowing that you are hated so much and that you're not protected? I feel like that's only been, uh, you know, during the time of Donald Trump, especially when I came out as a, as a supporter of his. Uh, I didn't really think about that kind of stuff, you know, a few right. years ago. Maybe I was just kind of living in my bubble. But just in the last few years, I feel like things have gotten a lot more crazy. But... um there's always been that, you know, like, because I'm, like, the whitest one in my family because I had a white dad. A lot of my family, like, my cousins are all, you know, Mexican, brown. Okay. So they would, would always look at me a little differently if I had a different preference. They, you know, say it's because I'm, I'm white. And it was just always kind of funny to me. It didn't matter. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess it's always been there. But just in the last few years, I definitely see white people under attack, especially in the media. You know, the mainstream media is just, I'd say, very anti-white, especially the liberal Are you media. afraid to speak up in the public? No, I actually enjoy it. I, I kinda, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't be afraid. One of the reasons that it's like this is because it is a spiritual battle between good and evil, right versus wrong. And white people have been accused for a long time now of being racist and all that crap. And they have not spoken up for themselves, and that's why they're the underdog now. Because if you don't speak up for yourself, you're not going to get better. You've got to speak up. Even if you're wrong, at least speak up. And then you see, oh, okay, that was wrong. But at least you didn't hold it in. You spoke up. And life will get better for you. So you got to speak up. And the world, as I've said, the world is the Old Testament. Everything that is in the Bible in the Old Testament is happening in the world right now. Everything is happening. And the New Testament is in our heart. It's, uh, it's kept away from the children of Satan. And only God allow you to come in. And that way you'll be in the world but not of it. But you got to start speaking up. There's nothing to be afraid of. Really. 
If they call you names, so what? I'm called so many names. I don't. I can write a book with just some name calling. <laughs> Uncle Tom. Uh, they, I, I've been called nigger so much. I think I'm gonna make a nigger T-shirt. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm a nigger. Already <laughs> right, they call me Uncle Tom. They say you Tommy like a mug, right? So now I have a T-shirt that says Tommy like a mug. I don't care about words. When you are born again of God, when you're in the world but not of it, words don't bother you at all. Really, they just roll off your back. Because the only way that the children of the light can control you, either name-calling or threatening you or anything. So if they can control you like that, they got you. All right? You got to overcome the world. You must be born again. All right? Uh, I saw a hand. Yes, sir. So it's kind of interesting because I was talking. I, over the holidays, I went back home and was, like, hanging out with some old high school friends of mine. And we were kind of talking a little bit about this, too, about, like, how the world's kind of gotten so sensitive and everyone's so easily offended, yeah. especially with race. Yeah. And I went to a high school, like, kind of in the, in a city, in, like, an inner city area, uh, not, like, a bad part or anything, but it was a genuinely diverse school. Like, there was, it was pretty mixed up, but, like, not, like, forced diversity. It just, by geography, that's kind of, like, how it turned out. Right. And it was an all-guys high school, too, so that probably had a lot to do with the fact that no one really got offended over anything it was it was sort of just like i don't know how it was and we were talking about like we, we used to make some pretty you know off-color jokes that were race-based but not like in a spiteful way just because we were young I and stupid make those jokes. yeah no and we were talking about that i'm like we were never offended by it like right. we we laughed about it and, like whoever can make the funniest most off-color joke usually kind of had like got the most respect you know and then nobody took it personally all my black friends had some really good jokes about white folks or Chinese or Asian people and, you know, back and forth. And we were, like, rolling them off again. And we were talking about that. And, like, yeah, like, what does it feel like to be offended? Like, why would you let a word right. or a joke or whatever offend you and then you go and get laws passed as a result of that? Like, why is that a thing? But then I was thinking uh, about you, and I've heard this before of other folks that grew up in the South during the Jim Crow era. What about the laws that go the other way, where there are laws in effect that say only black folks can use this bathroom or this water fountain, and if you go into the white folks' line, you get beat up and arrested? Like, wouldn't you say that that's just as evil, or whether or not you call it racist? I don't. I know that that's just a word that people made up, but isn't it still wrong to say this line is just for black folks, this line Absolutely. is just for white folks? But Absolutely. You, but then because you, we are American, right? Yeah. So if we are truly American. There shouldn't be anything to divide us like that. Yeah. And so, but when we were growing up, because black people had character and they had family, they understood that it was just a law. But not all white people felt that or believed that way, right? And it was just a law. And no one really argued with each other about it. We but, knew it was wrong. And, so you knew the law was wrong. Yeah, we knew okay. the law was wrong, but it didn't affect our lives at all. So when you say that, things were better for black folks at that time. It wasn't because of those laws. It was just the fact that... It was because black people had family. Yeah. They were not taught to hate white people. They knew that they were good and bad in all cultures and all races. Mm -hmm. So we were not taught to hate anybody. Gotcha. We knew there were bad people and there were good people. And uh, so, and they had a father and a mother. They had the grandparents around. We were taught to work. There were black people buying things and getting an education and all kind of things. Yeah. That kind of mentality about racism did not exist. No such word even existed that I was aware of, a word called racist. 
right. because we were told all the time to treat people the way that you would like to be treated. And that's what we did. Gotcha. Okay. Amazing. Thanks. Uh, any other questions about that? Right here. Who did? She did. <laughs> Just to elaborate, because you've been saying it back in the past, and I was thinking, and how you're seeing how black people in the past had more um, with the family and everything. Yes. And it's even true when people start, I don't know how many people still, like I like to watch old movies, and even the way they portrayed the black family, even though they were on a plantation, but the father was always there. Yeah. They always, you know, you think of like To Kill a Mockingbird, you know, that's a classic novel. Right. And in that movie, they were right. The wrong people, you know, they were with the family. They were always portrayed as, you know, hardworking people and yeah. doing the right thing. And then going back to, I think that with the racism that is here, because um, we, we experienced that um, people asking us if we're Latino also. And I know when we went on vacation to Mexico, and we were talking to the driver and um, the other people in the on the tour with us, they were white. And so the my mom started talking to the man in Spanish, and he's like, oh, you speak Spanish? And they were, like, surprised, because actually my mom looks more Middle Eastern. And the, she was like, oh, yes, we're, um, we're Mexican. And he said, oh, you're not Mexican. You're not from here. You're Americans. And it was like, yeah. and, it's, it's and it's so true. Yeah. And then also if you think that comedian, what is he, um, uh, Iglesias Fluffy, he had said uh, in one of his shows that he had the, somebody from Iraq had asked him to go over there and to perform, and he talks about his whole journey over there and everything, and he talks about the first time he didn't, he felt as an American was the first time he was over there because they introduced him as the American comedian Gabriel Iglesias. That's versus right. here, they put the title Mexican on him first, so... I wonder if that's if we just do that here because I've never been abroad other you know internationally other than I would just recommend you overcome the world, mm -hmm. be yourself, and live your life because the world is not going to live it, uh, let you be free. They want to control you, so they have to deceive you. Mm -hmm. But once you overcome the world, they cannot deceive you, nor can they control you. It's really crazy, mm -hmm. and anyone who has fear or doubt or worry or any of that stuff. You have not been born again. Satan is still your daddy. Because in love, there is no fear. There is no doubt. It's so amazing how that is. And you are willing to just be you. You're, you don't, you're not afraid to just be yourself. And most people are not themselves. They're afraid to be themselves. Mm -hmm. And I know this all changed because the men became weak. That order of God, God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, and woman over children. When that order was reversed during the civil rights movement, during the time that the women started taking over the women movement, that's when everything started to go to hell in a handbasket because the order of God was not working. It didn't come down. It's not love come from above, not from below. And so now you have men who are afraid to be men. There are guys who are afraid to go into a toilet and stand up and pee. They have to sit down because they don't want to offend the woman. <laughs> what do y'all think about that? <laughs> men, I've never thought that I would live to see the day when men were afraid how do you be afraid to be a man even if you're gay right you still know that you are a man 
You know, you may have to go along with the gay stuff until you learn how to overcome it. But you still know that you're a man. I wouldn't give up my masculinity. I don't care what. You know what I'm saying? I will fight to get back to myself, even though I may be traumatized with some other identity. I still know that I'm a man. I'm a male, and, but men are willing to give up their madness. Okay, ladies, you can have it. What do you want me to do? You want me to dress in a dress? You want me to take off my body parts? I'll do it. The husband let the women take the kids' body parts off. There's this guy in uh, Florida, basketball player, I think. What's his name? Dwayne Wade. What? Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. Total beta male. I mean, just beta, beta, beta male. He's taking off, he's turning his little son into a girl. He's now calling his own son a she. And then he let the wife promote it. I would divorce her so fast and make her head swim. It's not even her child, right? He's literally turning his son over to the devil. How do, I mean, you have to be out of your mind to do something like that. Okay, my son may be gay. But I'm going to try to figure out how to help him overcome it. I'm not going to take him, or my daughter, I'm not going to take them and turn them into something that they're not. They would never be happy. Uh, there's this guy, he's a singer. What's his name, Dave? You sent me his video. Oh, Sam Smith? Is Sam Smith? You know who Sam Smith is? So he has a new, he has a nice boy, but he's total gay, right? So he had this new song out I wanted to see and see what it looked like, and James sent it to me. And they got these guys dancing around. I'm like, these guys are just too gay. They're like, too gay. Can't you be like, too gay? Right? You're not supposed to be old and gay, and you're not supposed to be too gay. All these guys dancing around, they acting like women in a song. I'm like, what the? So, but this is not going to change until you overcome. You must be born again. You got to overcome your mothers and return to the fathers. And then things will change. Really. And women love men who are real men. They perf- in their nature, they want a real man. A woman does not want a man that, who's going to cater to her, afraid to be himself, afraid to correct her, afraid to lead the way. They don't want that. They'll take it. But that's not what they want. I was talking to a, a, a lady at the bank the other day, and she asked me, well, what is Bond about? Because I had a Bond t-shirt. And I said, we were rebuilding a man, rebuilding a family by rebuilding a man. She said, how are you doing that? She asked. I said, we're showing men how to overcome mama and return to the father, how to be men, not to be afraid. She's like, my boyfriend need to hear this. <laughs> she did. I was surprised she said that. My boyfriend need to hear this. I said, so just tell him or let him watch my show or something. She's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm like, why not? She said because she liked the control that she has over him, but she doesn't like it. And so she's not going to tell him because she doesn't really want him to change. But, yeah, she does. Isn't that amazing? She won't. That's evil not to tell him. And she'll end up marrying him, and he'll end up becoming a, a, a little boy, and she'll become the wife, the mama. It's a spiritual battle. It's okay to be men, and it's okay to be ladies. It's okay, and it's okay to disagree with people who don't think that you should be yourself. Let them think what they want. They're saying and doing whatever they want, all right? It's a spiritual battle. Any other questions about anything? Okay.
Good morning, Jesse. Good morning, sir. All right. Uh, how are you? All is well. How are you? All is well. I'm Good, fine. buddy. I made it over here bobbing and weaving, but I'm, I'm here. Oh, is this your first time here? No, second. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Not, yeah. But um, I think we're all to blame. Well, you say you were bobbing and weaving? You were high? No, I was going through the freeway. <laughs> you were what? I was flying through the freeway to get here on time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, amazing. <laughs> and then LA I thought traffic was... is like super fast. <laughs> yeah. I'm so. going to Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, just want to answer your biblical question. Oh, are white people the only racist people? Uh, I don't think so, because I think we're all to blame. Because, you know, as uh, well, obviously you see, like, the news and stuff, only successful people, like, they motivate each other and yeah. they strengthen each other. And, and obviously we see the opposite side, which are hateful, and they want to just destroy everything. And um, Absolutely. I, ju I just think that. Are you surprised that white people won't speak up for themselves it's kind of sad to watch it's, it's like it hurts to watch them yeah i went through a situation during work uh this week and then i had to stand up to another uh co-worker of mine and he was just calling me out because uh some situation he he asked one of us to do it when he could have done it himself and he got very emotional like yeah. beta emotional like really bad and and i didn't care and my uh, my other colleagues, which were, they were all white, and they were just like, we ain't going to help him either because he can do it himself. And then he just went to go tell the manager, which he was white. And the manager came. He's like, oh, be nice to the little boy. He's like, oh, okay. And we were just like over it, you know? Yeah. And then he just confronted me. You got a problem with me or something? And he started cussing at me. I'm like, you know what? Whatever, dude. Like, you try to touch me, bro. I'm going to call the cops on you, bro. I'm just letting you know. That's like, right. I, I stood up to him. Right on. And even though, like, I did want to, like, you know, like, I want to, like, bang, bang him right there on the spot, you know? Like, you don't, you don't, you don't disrespect people like that, you know? And uh, one that, thing I want oh. you to know about, don't ever expect anyone to respect you. Right? That's a weakness. Really. You just be right and do right. right. You don't need the respect. Right. Really, because anyone that want respect, people are going to take advantage of you. They're mm -hmm. not going to respect you. They're not going to give you what you want. But if you just treat them right, speak up but don't hate, you'll be fine. But the crazy thing is that the, my, white, my white brothers, they're like looking at me like, damn, he's actually standing up to him because he talks, he tends to talk, he tends to, talk to everybody with that uh, uh, beta male, like just like how women act, like crazy, and they just want to control everything. Yes, and I'm grateful that I stood up to him. And I am too. You know, so that that that's what's going on. Yeah, we got to start standing up, otherwise you will be destroyed. They passed a law in um, somewhere where you can't. Uh, the police officers are not allowed to chase criminals anymore. And the person said, "Well." Uh, this person said, well, in Atlanta, I believe it was, Atlanta, Georgia, this person said, well, I know that the crime will go up. I know that people will be hurt, but we got to do this. And the reason they're doing it because so many black people are in prisons and jails and stuff, and that they're trying to keep them out. And so that's why they're doing that. So many blacks are committing crime, and they don't, you know, they try to do that. It's just crazy. Put our lives at risk. Because you won't speak up. You keep voting them in. It's time to speak up. Um, yes, Mark. One of my good friends is a police officer. And 
He's been one since high school, for over 20 years, right? And I always ask him where you work, and he'd say Watts, he'd say the Hollywood Hills, and oh, what happens there? What happens, you know? And he said, I just talked to him, and he said a few months ago he was told to no longer do active police work. He can yeah. only respond to crimes. Amazing. So, like, before they would, you know, be against a certain gang or, like, a certain problem in this neighborhood, and they would try to, you know, make a plan to deal with that and go after them. There, He's like, we're not allowed to do any active police work. We can only respond once a crime has happened and someone has dialed 911 and said there's an emergency. So if someone's driving down the street, doing whatever, they're not even allowed to stop them. Amazing. Well, it's happened to me because men and, we and women are taking over. When women take over in the homes, when they take over at work, when they take over anywhere, weakness will come into the earth. That's how Satan is able to get in to destroy. Because women identify with their, their, their uh, thoughts and emotions, and they tend to feel sorry for you, or they tend to feel a certain way, so they bring in these laws. And it's the same way in the home, when the father's weak in the home, your children will be destroyed because they know how to manipulate the mother. They know how to make her feel sad for them or how to feel this or that until they destroy. The men got to wake up in order for this to change. Anybody disagree with that? Well, okay. Amen. Did you have your hand? Yeah, I was going to answer the question. The, the biblical question? Okay. Is this your first time? First time here. Welcome. What's your first name? Mark. Welcome, Mark. Where are you from? Uh, I live near Ventura. Right on, man. Welcome. Go ahead. So I, I think the, the higher uh, thing that applies to this is there's a quote that says the devil uh, uh, divide and conquer is the devil's own slogan. So yeah. I think really what's going on in this country that people need to wake up to is the devil is at play in all of this. And he's trying to divide thing. the hearts of every man, you know, and he, he plays on each of our races. Every race has a weakness. And so he plays on that side, and, and that's what's going on. And when I see racism going on in this country and the media and everything that's going on, you can see Satan's hand in it. And, and, and the goal is to divide everyone and to keep us divided. And then this nation will be conquered by godless ideas and godless things. So you have to see it as a spiritual Well, I have, I have hope because the men and women are waking up now. And when you wake up, you can't help but fight back in the right way. So I believe that things are going to get better. I hope so. Uh, we got a lot more stuff to go through because the men are just not overcoming. They didn't, a lot of men didn't even, don't even know that they're supposed to be a man. They mm. think and feel like when they came into the earth, where Joel? When you were, <laughs> not that Joel not being a man, but Joel have told me that. Remember when you were born, men were already weak, right? Oh, yeah, it was just normal. Yeah, it was normal to see weak men. Isn't that amazing? Because there was no example of strong men. So Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he didn't even know that a man should be strong. How do you not know that? You know, like, but a lot of, especially millennial men, don't know that they should be men. Amazing. And so we got to start setting some examples. When you get married, man, be a man. All right? It's okay. It really okay. Yes, ma'am. One question regarding to um, the woman's role within the household, too. Yes. Because um, I've heard you saying a lot about the, what the woman shouldn't do, you know, like how sh they, should, they shouldn't just, you know, be emotional or, like, 
like these guys or whatever. The one thing I am absolutely sure about, there are some things I'm not sure about, but one thing I am sure about, emotional love is evil. Yeah. It's not love at all. If you just look around you, look at your family, look at the world, and wherever emotion is, it's nothing but weakness, nothing but destruction. It's not, it's an imitation of real love. It's not the real deal. So my question is basically, um, what will, what should, I know that women should respect the man, right? And uh, let, let, like, be obedient within them. Right, obey your husband. Obedient, you know, that's what I understood. But when is the time when a woman has to speak up when something is going on? A woman should always speak up. I mean, you're no different than a man in that. God loves us to say, right? You should always speak up, but don't hate. Yeah. That's but, the so you're Women saying tend like, to hate the weakness of the man. So when she's speaking up, she's not speaking up in love to show him, to let him see where he's coming from. She's like destroying him. Okay. She's hating him. Yeah. But she should speak up. Okay. No, I'm just asking because I know that the obedient part, I got it. I, I understand that um, because I had it with my father, but the, the time of speaking up. Yeah. That's the part that I struggle a lot with, yeah. Because um, I feel like sometimes I feel like because of what you said, like I'm emo- like women are emotional, and, and when I speak up, I'm saying like, is this worthy to speak up? Sometimes I think about it, and it's just it just confuses a lot of. The well, that's why you, you you need to get to know yourself because if you know yourself, you can see what's going on. Is this a time to speak up or not? You yeah. will see, and also you would do it with the right spirit. But you should speak up. I mean, nobody want to live a life where you cannot speak up. Yeah. Because you start hating yourself if you don't speak up. Yeah. And that's not good either. Um, are you obedient to your husband? I don't have a husband. Oh, no wonder. <laughs> no. Will you be obedient to your husband? Yeah. Oh, good. That's my purpose, yeah. They always say yes before the marriage. <laughs> no, okay. No, okay, good. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. Uh, any other questions about anything? Right here. Oh, right there first, and then here. And then I got to ask you about our theme, all right? We ran out of time. Uh, right here, yeah. Uh, I just had a quick question about the um, the God to man, man to woman, and woman to children. Right. Like, do you know where that's at in the Bible? Because I, I seen it one time, and I was trying to check my dad. And I couldn't find it, but I think it's because my heart was not right. Right. Do so, I know where it is in the Bible? Yeah, because I, I, I've seen it. I read it, like, blatantly after we It's I've in Genesis. It. You could read just Genesis in the Bible and be satisfied. I the read it in the New Testament. The whole life is right there. I read it in the New Testament. It was first. Oh, damn. Yeah. I, I can't pass it. <laughs> it's hard to believe you read the Bible. You just don't look like you read the Bible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, right here. But yeah, read Genesis. If you doubt anything I'm saying, it's in, the, in Genesis. Really. Because the Genesis is like the family of. Absolutely. The of the family. Um, morning, sir. Good morning. Uh, this is uh, your first time here? Um, I've been in and out. I uh, came last couple times. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, All right, go ahead. Uh, on your biblical question. Um, yes. I I just I noticed a pattern, uh, kind of like I, I've I've I love them. They're great because they get you thinking. And um, yes, but like like the whole Jesus, was Jesus created thing. Uh, kind of we didn't really. 
fully answer that, but I, I, I know for myself what the truth is on that. But this week's question was kind of... Um, was Jesus Christ created? No. He was not? No. Why do you say no? Uh, well, he was begotten by the Father. So oh, okay. Uh, when, like, a, like, I'm a male, and if I have a son, I don't create the son. I, I, he's begotten from, right. from me, so. Go ahead. Uh, so, I, I don't know. Is that 50% right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, well, okay. Kind of. Um, can I ask you a quick question about this week's yes. question? Um, all the answers you heard, are, the, are any of them kind of close to being right, or...? A little bit. Okay. Uh, first of all, there is no such thing as racism. Right. It's well, a made-up word to control. And um, anybody, anyone who has anger is a son or a daughter of Satan. So it's really about evil versus good. And so the people who are on the side of evil, they're trying to destroy good. But they give it names like racism and sexism right. and homophobia and whatever isn't right. And if you're blind and can't see, you'll follow that word, those words, and they will control you with I it. I think I heard in your radio program a lady called in asking about if you discriminate, and you say, yeah, of course you can. I do discriminate. You have to discriminate, because yeah. otherwise you're... We all, everybody in the world discriminates. Yeah. And but I'm don't gonna, hate. Can I, I'm going to say something kind of strange. I'm not going to offend or say a curse word or anything. Okay. But, I mean, I'm going to say it's strange because... I have a feeling about it might be strange, but I think maybe all, instead of, like your question, are all white people, what was it? Um, the only, uh, are white people the only racist people? Right, and your question last week, I think, I don't remember exact question from last week, but I remember that the answers people were giving were of the world, you mentioned. Yeah. So they, they kind of, people got close to it, but I think, in the world, we have so many races of, like, uh, black people, white people, Allahu Akbar people. You have um, <laughs> uh, Chinese people. You have so many different people. So, so you can't say. <laughs> the, and, and Chinese are not white or black. They're uh, whatever they are. But, so I think in, in God's eyes, you know, from a different perspective and not of the world, um, there's only people that are black and that are white, because it's, it's our hearts that yes that reflect who we are. That's right. So I think to answer your question with another question, I, well, well, the answer, I think, is that all black people are racist. All black people are racist? All black people are racist. It doesn't exist. Black people are angry. Well, I'm not saying that the skin, I'm not talking <laughs> about skin here. I'm talking about people's hearts. Uh, angry. Uh, uh, so people who have black souls or black soul, uh, angry people yeah. are the actual, because racism exists for them. In their mind, you're right. In their mind. But yeah. in, in our, in, uh, I understand from your mind, it, it makes logical sense that when racism you wake doesn't up, exist. You want to see how crazy the world is right. and racism that at one time exist. you believed in it. It's going to be mind-blowing to you. Right. And so for the People who have uh, are in the light, I don't think racism exists like most people here. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, right here and then here. All right. Oh, hi. Um, hey, buddy. 
I'm Sam. I don't know if you remember me from San Francisco. I have four parents. They're all gay. Oh, yeah. yeah. You um, know Sam. Yeah. With the gay parents. Yeah. They're everybody gay. The yeah. mama gay, the daddy gay, the dog. in-laws gay, yeah. Yeah. the dog is gay. Yeah. Welcome, man. Thank you. That's amazing. It's kind of already been said, but, like, the way that I kind of view racism or whatever is that, like, I think the definition that everyone says, like, the prejudice plus, pl- uh, plus power thing or the, like, discrimination based on race, both of those are, I don't like any of those de- any of those definitions. Like, hate based on race seems like the only kind of good definition. But the only people who would hate someone just because of their race are the same type of people who are going to hate people because of their job, Absolutely. how much money they have. So yeah. it, race kind of, or racism kind of exists if you just define it as that. But it's not constructive at all. Like, you're not going to get anywhere by defining it like that. If you call it and, and you see it, what it for what it is, that's yeah. where you're free from it. It's not about race at all. It's about the God that you serve. Exactly. And every angry person serves Satan. They can't help it. And every person who is forgiven and they are free serve God. You can't help it. Yeah. It's about that. So you didn't turn out gay, right? No. How did that happen? I don't know. I don't know how I turned out conservative either. <laughs> so I already know, I know I've talked to you on the phone, but yeah. as a person being the mama gay, the daddy gay, the daddy is gay, how did you escape? Um, escape. I don't know. <laughs> so how do you see that? I mean, now that, how old are you now? I'm, I just turned 19 in November. Right on, man. How, did, I don't, how was it growing up in a family where everybody gay? It was weird, but it felt kind of normal because I was in San Francisco, and <laughs> and everyone would like applaud me for like I I'd be like kind of like shy in like telling people that I had like four parents, but people would like applaud me and like be all happy for me that I had like four parents whenever <laughs> I told people I'm like oh that's great and like is it though? <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. So a, as a kid, when they were applying you for having gay four parents, right, so-called parents, you still knew something wrong with it? Yeah. Um, That's beautiful. It, I, I recently found this out when I graduated. My mom had, like, a qu- book of quotes from when I was a baby, and one of them was, like, why do I have four parents? <laughs> uh, I only have two or something like that. And I was, like, based and red-pilled when I was, like, two years old. Epic. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm glad you're here, man. Yeah, I'm really it's glad good to meet here. you in person. Yeah. I think about your story often. I, I just don't. God was with you, man. Thank you. That's amazing. So how are you doing now? Um, okay. I started to, like, I really noticed that, especially being in college, or, yeah, being in college now and being surrounded by a lot of really liberal people. Right. Um, I kind of started to identify with the conservative thing and, like, overshare my opinions and stuff like that. Right. Because I was going to ask you, like, do you think that you should share your opinions when they're not asked? Like, if there's no, like, situation where, like, you should share it to, like, step up and, like, stand up for something, should you just share your opinions to share your opinions? No. Yeah, because I feel like it's just something to say for attention. No, don't do it. You'll see when to and when not to. A lot of people, they go to work, they'd be all... 
you hate your mama, you hate your dad, yes. and blah, 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 and then you get fired, right? And like, oh, why did I get fired? Why do you think you got fired? <laughs> no, there's a time to speak and a time to be quiet. Yeah. Right. And kind of on the races, I don't want to overshare, but kind of on the racism thing, I yeah. took an ethnic studies class <laughs> uh, for like a core curriculum thing. And I said one thing about like a blackface incident at the school or something about like the school doing like not how they shouldn't do something because it was in their free time or whatever. Right. And uh, all the black people stood up and left <laughs> in, in like 20 minutes into class. And then they all sit in the front of the like front two rows. Right. And they made a group chat about me and they meet after class. And then afterwards, we were talking about stereotypes of black women and how they're like overly aggressive and stuff like that. Yeah. And then after class, they all like circled around me. <laughs> and then this one black girl was like... Uh, <laughs> talking about how I should shut my mouth or else or else she's going to like start like beating me up or something like that. I'm like, wow. You're, you're not helping your case out with this. <laughs> I yeah. know. They're proving you right. Yeah. But you have a way out. Just say, hey, I have four parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they said that I should be on their side. Yeah, tell me, I am on your side. I have four parents. And a Mexican. What do you mean I'm racist? I can't be racist. You can't be racist. Four parents and and Mexican. It doesn't get any better than that. (laughs) Amazing. Well, welcome, man. I'm glad you showed up. Thank you. That's amazing. I think about your situation, man. And God is with you. All right? You made it through that. You can make it through anything. Especially being a kid growing up in in that environment. All right? Any other questions? Um, no, I was, this is kind of unreal, this is just kind of for me, but, um, I was thinking about changing my name, because I have a hyphenated name. You call my, yourself nigger? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. That's what I changed my name to. Actually, my middle name's Francisco. Oh, So yeah. it's Sam Francisco. Oh. Like, oh, what a mess. Yeah, I would change yeah. mine, too. But, um, I was thinking about changing my name, because it's my... It's a hyphenated name with my mom's name and my dad's name. Uh, I'm thinking just having my dad's name because I don't really. Yeah, change your name. Yeah. Do it tomorrow. Just Sanchez. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a good idea. You don't want to be reminded of San Francisco. All right. That's a good idea. All right. Okay. Sorry for taking up so much time. No, don't be sorry. This is for us. We have fellowship in here, right? So no problem. You came a long ways too. And you've been through hell. You deserve some patience. Right. I drove down like in the morning and I slept in my car. Oh, you drove down here this morning? Yeah, this morning. Is like, that like eight, eight like hours? Uh, Five it was like, hours? It was like six because it was not too crowded because it was at like four in the morning. But, yeah. Amazing. Well, I'm glad you're here, man. Yeah, if you have any too. other questions, raise your hand. I also I'll have come. a counseling appointment with you tomorrow. So, oh, good. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited for that. Oh, amazing. Uh, right here. I don't know why he reminds me of Dane. Remember Dane? The military? He was a, a young guy. I don't know. He, was, he haven't seen him in a while. But oh, yeah. He, Dane, he just reminded me of him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I remember him. Sam Francisco. <laughs> um, no, you know, that, that biblical question got me thinking, even though I ever thought it was a lie, that <laughs> like, if, if you phrase the question, if, if like... Remember you said that Oprah said once all white all white people are dead, yeah. racism won't exist. Right. So if you think of it that way, if there were no more white people, would racism exist? Wouldn't it just be replaced by someone else? No, they would turn on each other. 
yeah, someone else would yeah. then be the racist. Would be the racist. And so when I think of it like that, like, okay, if there's only white it people can be racist, racist. you get rid racist. of them, is racism gone? No, because like you said, it's, it's evil. And it's good and versus evil. And when I was growing up, that's what we were taught. Because even if black kids were acting bad, we were not allowed to play with them. Because they're like, no, you cannot hang out with those kids. Their parents are no good. The, 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 the adults would judge the kids, I mean, the parents, by the way, the kids acted. And they were right about that. Absolutely. A happy New Year, by the way. Did you have a good uh, Christmas? It was amazing. Thank I went, you. I went to Oregon to visit my family, and I was out there for a couple of weeks. And it was an awesome opportunity to see the growth in myself just from how I reacted and how I was able to watch it like a movie, you know, because it's like I could just see everyone's doing everything wrong, yes. you know. Like, you know, and I, of course I love everybody, and, and the way I show my love since it's a verb is by, like, you know, I've been watching you for like a year, and I can I can tell when I go to see my family now that I, I I'm not triggered by anything. I like he said I don't I'm not in there like trying to you know be authority and, and police them and be like hey you know you shouldn't have did that seem like the know it all, but when I would just observe and I wouldn't be angry and I would just watch all of a sudden I found that like my sister for example would um, you know she has kids out of wedlock, well she was and then she got married and then she got divorced and now she has you know, stepkids with a new guy and her kids. So it's, it's just, it's, it's hell. Yeah. A mess. <laughs> so, a mess. so it was, uh, it was great to be there and just be okay with it. That's right. You know, like everything was, was cool. And I uh-huh. found it interesting that, uh, my, my sister would, uh, kind of come to me and, and, and ask, so what do you think? Uh, you know, ask advice. And, because I, I, after a couple of days, you know, I, there was room for it. I wasn't, if I had been there right away saying stuff, you know, preaching, yes. then then it would have been a turnoff. And she would have, you know, because she's in that fallen state, she was emotional, she would have been angry and she would have, in her ego, and, you know, my sister's the type to be like, you know, uh, ego, every everything, all emotions serve a purpose. And, and we, you know, Is it's, your mother it's still crazy too? Oh, she's insane. Amazing. She doesn't talk to me. She, she doesn't, talk, she doesn't oh, talk yeah. to anybody. I know well, exactly. Right my, and my dad was like, "You gonna wish her a Merry Christmas?" And I was like, "No. Why?" She told me that she didn't want me in her life. Right so on. it would not be we're not respecting her wishes if I intruded onto her. You know, it's like that's that trap. Curious. But overall, yeah, it was it was cool to see the family and spend Christmas out there and and really realize it like you know it wasn't i was able to give love and it wasn't my love to give it was that i was just the observer and and that i was allowing god to operate through me and just be just be a human being right know? on just man be. so thank you amazing pass the mic to the guy in the earring <laughs> Ooh. i gotta say he only has them on now because he has a hole in his ear right Right. And if you take them out, it's going to leave a hole. Right. Once you have this part cut off. Uh, I, I, do, I do want to. It's no, I'm just kidding. Don't cut your ear off, man. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I'm doing Happy well. New Year. Thanks, man. Happy New Year. And so what has happened since the last time I saw you? How you how's your life going? Uh, I mean, in, in just in general? Yeah. Um. I mean, it's it's kind of kind of rough right now because uh, th- this job that I had, um, I was working construction, and uh, the the job we were working on, the the guy with the money funding everything, he basically like 
let go of the company. So now, now we, we have to like look for something else to work on. Right. So like right now I'm just a Lyft driver. You're <laughs> a Lyft mean? driver? Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. And you're making money doing that, right? Yeah. Good, yeah. man. Yeah. The one thing about life, one thing leads to another one. So when this guy did whatever he did, don't see that as something negative for you. It's just an opportunity for you to move forward. You know, God has a way of making us move forward because some people get stuck with one thing and they're afraid to let it go. They're attached to it and they're afraid to let it go. And they spend a lifetime with a particular job or a person and they're unhappy with it. But they are attached and they're afraid to let go. So that's fine, man. No, I, I've been thinking about about that uh, that kind of thing specifically, like afraid to let things go, yeah, and stuff like that. Because I've I've changed jobs, you know, throughout the course of my life. So, um, you know, I I was trying to look at it like that, like although it was a, a little bit of a setback, you know, I'm doing the lift thing, and I, I'm sure I'll I'll be able to get you know another another job will will come up absolutely like that. So that's right, you know, just staying positive. That's amazing, man. Really good. Any questions for me? Oh, okay. So, um, oh, you have some online? Okay. Go to James real fast. All right. I have some questions from the YouTube live chat. Um, is Christian, actually, this is a D live diamond. Is Christian Amazing. dating beta? Is Christ, what? Are Christian dating sites beta? Yes. Beta. <laughs> Anybody that goes online to look for a date, you know you're beta. Beta guy and beta girl. That's what he may say. How do you go online and order a woman? <laughs> this guy told me, and I won't say who he is. I won't say who you are. He was in town visiting, and he just wanted to have sex. He went online and ordered. A date, and they had sex, and they went away. I'm like, what the? <laughs> That's the world, though. That's how the world uses you. It set you up and make money off you. It doesn't. The world does not want you to be an individual, because you might think for yourself, and they can't use you. All right. That's what that's all about. And they're like, oh, these dating sites. I met Liz, and Liz was so nice, and we went to dinner. I went on whatever site it is, right? And then you get Liz, and all hell break loose. Don't go. God will add it unto you. Whatever your heart desires, it will be added unto you. If you look for a husband or you look for a wife, you're going to end up with the wrong one because you think you know what you want, and you think this is the right person. It doesn't work that way. Did you guys meet online or something? Oh, you did? The reason I know because you kissed him. So I said, oh, they must have met online. Uh, oh, you guys didn't meet online? Oh. Uh. Why is she kissing you right now? Oh, she does? Oh. And you don't like it? Do you feel like a man when she leaned over and just kiss you out of nowhere? All right. I don't need the mic for that. Right. Go ahead, Dave. Um. Do you think that we shouldn't pray for others? Yeah. You should always wish others well, even your enemy. And wishing them well is a prayer because you're wishing that, you know, let God's will be done for them. 
You're not holding anything against them, but you don't know what they need. You don't know what they want. You can't give it to them. So just wish them well. I wish my enemies well, really. And that's my prayer. I have a few others, but I'll just give one more for now. Yeah. Malkuth X asks, Jesse, if people had such a good family structure and moral character back in the good old days, yes. why did you live with your grandma and why did you need to forgive mama? Because uh, my mother knew my father, the stepfather wasn't my father. And I had, I had always asked, where's my father? I want my father. And so they tried to avoid trouble because I was not going to accept my stepfather. Even though he was one of the nicest men you ever want to meet. He fed. He, you know, my mother did not have to work. She ended up having eight other children and never had to work. But in my soul, I wanted my father. My soul yearned for my father, and I would not accept him. And so that's why I stayed. I didn't want to be with him. But she did the right thing by getting married before I was born so that I would not be born out of wedlock. I'm not a bastard baby, I don't think. <laughs> so I got to do this because of time. Um, who was here last Sunday? Last Sunday. Okay, what was the theme from last Sunday? Our theme, we have a theme for this year. For the well, year was the openness. To be open? Oh, shh. Be quiet, Mama. Mama, always. Thanks, Mom. Who said, uh, be quiet, Mama? What do you want to eat? Strawberries. So what was the theme for, for what is the theme for this year? For the year was openness, because you, you had that biblical question saying, what does it mean to be an open person or something? And then you said that would be the theme for the year. I know you have not been doing it. Yeah, I actually have. That's not the theme. No? <laughs> Pot smoker. What's Who the theme? Who remember the theme for this year? Oh, good. Let's go here. Victoria. Ooh, you molded. it. Oh, molded. it. Yes. What's the theme for this year? You said to, to be a watcher. Yes. Thank you. Watchfulness. You heard that? Watcher. And are you doing that? Yes. And why did I ask, make that the theme? What, what's the purpose of doing that? I don't remember. <laughs> I just no, had to upstage suffer. my friend over there. That's all. I bet Sorry. you remember there's a pot shop down the street, right? <laughs> are you telling her, Mark? Wait, is this... Is this for real? Why did you give her the cell phone? I feel like I'm being set up. Wait. Be watchful. Become the person that watches. Be aware. Be Mark a person of that. openness uh, and just watch. Did Mark give you his phone with the answer on it? Yes. Mama. <laughs> I'm sorry. He was just helping me out. Mama. <laughs> you just heard me yelling at them not to give the answer. And so Mama wrote it on the cell phone and gave it to her. That doesn't mean you give it to her now. Your husband's a mama. Beat him up. Um, Do I at least get half credit for that? Yes. Thank you. Because you're right about what it is. What is the, uh, let's ask. Yes. I have an idea for a theme. Everyone should try and get one person to start coming here regularly to church, and then we would double in size. Take the mic away from you. <laughs> Fantastic we're not, idea. We're not looking for Such an answer, a, good idea. a new theme yet. Um, <laughs> the young lady in the middle. Our theme this year, 
is watchfulness. I said that this year, I recommend you be watchful, watchfulness. You ever heard that before? No. Oh. Um, okay, I have to come back. Any questions? This is your first time here, right? Uh, I was here two years ago. Oh, you were? Well, welcome back. Any questions or anything from what you've heard? Any disagreements or anything? Uh, no, not yet. Oh, okay. So you agree with everything I've said so far? I don't know about that. Would you, give me one little thing you disagree with. <laughs> I'm still going to love you. Uh, um, I, don't, I don't know if I'm ready to share that yet. Oh. You won't be back for another two years. <laughs> you know that. Oh, okay. All right. So you don't want to share it right now? No. All right. You want to smoke on it? Uh, maybe just think on it. All right. Absolutely. Um, oh, man. Our theme is watchfulness for this year. All right. Have you, uh, have you heard me say that before? No. Nope. Uh, when you hear that, what comes to your mind? What do you think that is for? For this whole year. Just to be more aware of what's going on in your surroundings. And, and why? Because uh, you're going to pay more attention and be more keen and listen more. Are you watching yourself? Yes, I'm starting to. You're starting to? And as a result of that, what's happening? What have you noticed about yourself? Lots of bad things. Like what, for example? Like, uh... This your wife? No, 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 it's my girlfriend. Your girlfriend? Yes. Are you living with her? No. Oh, good. <laughs> you saved by the bell. <laughs> uh, what have you noticed about yourself that you had not realized before or prior to watching yourself? Like, bad habits, like, things I want to change. And, yeah. uh, you, if... I forget about things like, for example, if I set a goal or a habit that I want to change, if I pay more attention to it, I'm going to get to it. But if I just think about it one time, then I'll just forget it and it's going to keep on going. Yeah. So the more I keep aware of things, I can start changing, in my opinion. Are you doing the silent prayer? Yes. Um, any question about that? Yeah, like it changed the way I pray. I used to pray. So, so you pray, oh Lord, bless my mama. Yeah, so have mercy. So now that's weird for me. Hallelujah. Yeah. You don't do that anymore. I still do it, but um, it's weird now. Now I'm just, I want to do it less. Yeah. And why is it weird now? Because I feel like everything I'm asking for is just like for my own ego or for absolutely, me. man. Yeah. It's all vain. Anyone that prays with words, if you notice, it's all vain. Really. That's why God said, be still and know him. You don't know what you want. You don't know what you need. Do you pray for, like, food before you eat and stuff like that? Or? No, I used to. Like, Lord, thank you for this food. Thank you for Mama who made this food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you that it's going to be good. And bless the Lord. But no, I don't do that. What I do now is just before I start eating, I kind of take a look at it so that I try to eat when I'm aware of eating. Because if you notice, you pray over the food, and then the first bite, you go unconscious. And the next thing you know, you're licking your plate. <laughs> you forgot about God and mama and everybody, right? 
But it's best to be aware why you're eating, and when you're aware why you're eating, you won't get fat. Because you're aware you're not escaping into the food. The last thing that men have to overcome is sex and food. Because mama seduce you with food or sex, right? And so if you're aware, then you will overcome the addition of food. So just be aware why you eat it. I challenge you guys and ladies, just sit there for a minute and watch the food, right? And then eat and, and try to be aware why you're eating. After a while, you totally forget. I'm not even good at that yet. I went to Kelly's house for, to, for a party the other night, and she's the best cook on this side of heaven. So I was saying to myself, I'm going to be aware. <laughs> it didn't work. And the the, the uh, hors d'oeuvres was so good, I went unconscious. I don't even remember getting the food. <laughs> because the food, it seduced me just like that. One last thing about prayer. Uh, praying for sick people, what do you do? Ask God to let his will be done for them. Because you may pray that uh, uh, Joseph live. Oh, Lord, please heal Joseph. Let him live. And Joseph live and he'll kill you. <laughs> but if you let God's will be done, whatever it will be, will be. What do you think about that? Yeah. It's so quick. I can do that. Like in... Yeah. That let your will be done for them. Wish everybody well, uh, uh, well all the time. Don't hold anything against anyone. Thank you. All right. So what's your name? Uh, Tiffany. Tiffany. So you're dating Joseph. Um, what's your first name? Manny. Manny. And so is he a beta or alpha? <laughs> <laughs> is he beta or alpha? Beta. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> and why do you say beta? Um, can I say yeah. Oh, he, he still lives with his mom. He still lives with his mom? <laughs> yeah. And how old are you? About 30. What? What the? What the? <laughs> Why are you still living with mama? Why are you dating a man that's at home with mama? He's going to make you his mama. Yeah, I feel like that sometimes. You feel like his mother, huh? <laughs> Why are you at home with mama at 30, man? Um, because uh, I want to move out when, um, I, when I find a woman that I want to marry. And also because... <laughs> You're not a woman. Have, That's not the way it goes. And also I have a... Um, my father passed away, so I, I help out. I'm there because I want to help her out. And I, don't, I feel like if I leave, I, uh, she won't um, be able to pay the rent. Cause <laughs> oh, she'll in, pay the rent. Because in New York, it's more expensive. Manny, get out. Your mother made you feel guilty for her. She turned you to her husband. And you're never going to be a man until you have your own situations and deal with your own life and figure out your own rent and make your life work. You're not going to grow living at home with mama. I, I don't disagree with that, but I believe that um, as a single child is a, like a responsibility no. to me. Your only responsibility is not to hate your mother. But you need to go have your own life. So you want to stay at home until you find a wife. That sounds like a woman. A woman stay home until she find a husband. Right. But you say it like a woman until you have a woman's mindset. You need to be born again. You're thinking like a woman and not like a man. You need to overcome your mother.
So you would, um, let's say you would leave your mom, your mother. At a hobby. And, and um, if she wouldn't be able to pay the rent, what would you do? She'll pay the rent. She'll find a way to pay the rent. That's not your responsibility. She didn't, uh, you were not an investment. Your mother just, oh, let me have a baby so I have someone to take care of me. A lot of women do that. That's wrong. You need to go live your life, man, and grow up. Overcome your mother. You're not going to grow up at home with mama. That's not your responsibility. It's not your fault that she didn't uh, prepare life as she was getting older. Put it in an old folks' home or something. I just feel like that's irresponsible. It's what? Irresponsible. No, it's not. You're not responsible for your mother. Like you. Speaking to the mic for me. Oh, you left your when you left uh, your parents or whatever they they were able to like be together and like keep with each other. A woman should get married before she start having babies. Right. So when they go through the situation, it's husband and wife. That's why they make the promise until death do your part, right? Right. The husband and wife are together, not the children. You're supposed to go out and live your own life. And don't hate. And then you'll see times when we want to help, and you'll be able to help, but it'll be you wanting to and not out of guilt. And that's what love is. I feel like I want to help her also. It's, but you're not yourself. You're her. You're doing it because you feel guilty about it if you don't do it. You feel an obligation. So why are you dating a man that's 30 years old and live with mama? He has a beautiful soul. He has a mama soul. <laughs> mm. And you're going to end up hating him. Am I right? Yeah. Do you already hate him? <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're getting into a situation that's not going to work. Don't date a man that will not leave mama. And then if you should marry him, mama's going to be right between you guys, controlling it. Mm -hmm. And you won't be happy about that. That makes sense? Yeah. Did you know she felt that way? Uh, yeah. But why do you stay with him knowing that he's not changing? I was hoping, well, he has been listening to you a lot, and I was hoping he would change. You were hoping what? I was hoping, like he talks about he wanted to, like move out and stuff, and um, yeah, because he's been uh, listening to you for a while. Mm. Yeah, Manny, get out. You have a job. Yes. Move next week. Real fast. Get away from mama. And then do. Are you doing my silent prayer dot video? Do the silent prayer because you must be born again, meaning that you have to overcome the mindset and emotion of your mother and return to your father. You'll be fine. But you're not going to grow living at home with mama. It's not going to happen. And you're not going to ever have a good relationship if you should marry her. It's not going to work. Mama's not letting it. We're not letting it because she's invested herself into you. She needs you. She made you that way. She's not going to let you go. Does where you live have anything to do with uh, what you're saying? So what now? Where, the place where you live, does that have anything to do with what you're saying? No, it's happening in Beverly Hills, 
Malibu, Hawaii, Mommy Africa, Russia, China, Japan. Oh, it's happening all over. Really, it's the same spirit all over the world. I, I get calls from everybody around the world. It's the same spirit. It's not just here. It's not just in the ghetto. It's around the world. That's why God said you must be born again. You're not yourself. That's why you're going to judge yourself for living with mama for so long, and then it's just going to get worse. We'll talk some more after the meeting. You have time to hang around for a minute? Where, you, where do you live? New York. Oh, so you're here visiting? Yeah. Yeah, when, when are you going back? Tonight. You're going back to New York? We're going to get you saved today then. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get you saved before you get back to mama. You got to get away from mama, man. She's using you. All right? So my, uh, so we'll talk before you leave, all right? Do you have time to hang out for a minute, you guys? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Did you know your girlfriend hated you for being weak? Yeah, but um, after I'm cha- I see myself changing, it's not like right. I want to stay there. Well, get out. Yeah. All right? But we'll talk. All women hate all weak men. It's just the way it is. All right, they can't help it. Um, what do you think about my uh, theme for this year? Um, I, I think I started doing it naturally before I knew your question. Um, uh, and what is the theme? Be, like, watchful. And why did I ask you to do that or encourage you to do that? What did you ask? Yeah. Um, just so we can see for ourselves and, you know, observe the, our thoughts, observe people, observe what's happening around us. Observe yourself. You're absolutely yeah. right. Let me end by saying that uh, what is needed, first of all, you must be born again. And when you're born again, you will live a life of love. Because God is love, and there will be no anger and no darkness in you at all. You'll live a life of love, right? And then um, in living that life by being watchful of yourself, you'll see what's going on around you. But every issue that you have in life, whether it's fear, doubt, worry, insecurity, loving money, uh, whatever it may be, it'll fall away. You'll find yourself overcoming it. It will naturally be taken away from you. If you live a life, a watch, just watch. Watch yourself. When you, like I had uh, um, Duran come up, if, you know, he watched himself doing that. After a while, there would be no fear. And he would be able to talk to thousands of people and feel nothing about it. And the reason I noticed is because this is how my life has changed. What Christians don't tell you is that you must be born again. And when you're born again, there's nothing you can do. You just live by the light of God in you. And whatever the issue is, don't be mad about it. Just notice that the issue is there. But don't judge yourself. Don't judge it. Just notice it. And it will change. You'll, and you'll find yourself living like, wow, this is amazing. I used to be addicted to this. I used to be afraid of that. I used to want this. I used to hunger for this. And it will absolutely be taken away from you. He will take it away because it's a spirit. It's spiritual. There's nothing we can do about it. But you need to keep an eye on yourself. And it's the light of God that allows you to see yourself. And when you're watching it without judging it, you're overcoming it. So be patient with yourself, but keep an eye on yourself. And you've got to see the world around you, too. 
you'll see evil at work. You really will. All right? But don't judge it. Just watch it. Speak up, but don't resent. So that's why I, I, I want to use this theme, be watchful, meaning to watch yourself. And don't, if you, let's say you're in a situation and you feel afraid. Don't freak out over feeling afraid because Satan's going to tell you, oh, it's not working. You're not overcoming anything, right? Don't believe it because you are overcoming. Because that light of God is what causing you to overcome it. In him, all things are possible, but you must be born again. And this Christian way of living, you need to let that go because it just learns stuff. They read the Bible and the Bible says, don't jump over the moon. So the Christians won't jump over the moon. Because Satan is interpreting the Bible for them. We have to have love. And God is love. And when you return to him by overcoming, forgiving your parents for setting you up, return to your fathers, love your fathers, don't hate them. Your fathers, you can't help but be fine in life. And you're going to find yourself going through life without any thoughts or idea about what you want or what it's going to be. Every thought is a lie. No such thing as a true thought. Every thought is a lie. All right. And if you notice, I noticed this week because I'm doing it too, watching the thoughts set you up about everything. Oh, when you get there, they're going to be mad. And now you think they're going to be mad. So you're set up for it. But when you get there, nothing is happening. Or if a situation should happen, it's not going to work out. I want you to doubt every thought I encourage you to because God's voices are he revealed to you. He doesn't talk to you. Satan talked to you about everything. All right? So just smoke on it. And so be watchful. Just watch. You don't have to do it. You can suffer if you want to die. The people who are angry, they are suffering. They have buku money. They live in fancy places. They are politicians. They are therapists. They are experts. They're still suffering because they have anger. They're not watching themselves. They're not overcoming. You could be an expert in your own life. You don't need someone to tell you. All right? So make sure you, I mean, be watchful and do the prayer, the silent prayer, that video, and you'll be fine. And if things don't fall away right away, just be patient. You are changing. Like a physical kid is growing up, the real you, you're growing, you're changing. You're losing the old habits. All right? Okay. Uh, what do you think about that? This is your first time here? Yes, sir. Oh, your first time. Yes. This your boyfriend or your husband? It's my husband. Beta Alpha. He's Alpha. Uh, ooh. And what's Alpha about him? Well, he doesn't really, you know, he pretty much leads our household, so. Does he need you? Yes, he does. Right on. You like it or you fight? Um, I sometimes reject it, but uh, he tends to be very firm about <laughs> where we need to go. Why do you reject it at times? Um, probably because I, I probably because I have some influences that are not very positive you have some influences that are not positive yeah. over yes, him as a as a as a youth but um we've been married 20 years now so amazing <laughs> you guys are a little old enough to be married for 20 years <laughs> and we have seven children <laughs> that's amazing yes, sir. <laughs> right on. so have you gone and forgiven your mother i plan to i, I in my heart i have no, you but haven't. I plan to. You haven't in the heart. I, I haven't had a chance to talk to God her about it. God didn't say in the heart. He said, go and forgive. Go and forgive, yes, And sir. I'll forgive you. Yes, sir. Why have you done that? Um, I don't see my mom that often. 
and I want to do it in person. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and you should, so you can overcome the fear. Here, so. uh, if you don't, you're going to screw up all the kids. Yes, sir. Do you realize that? Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, that's it, a good thing that I have him. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Any questions for me about anything? No, sir. All right. Anything you disagree with? Uh, no, sir. Women don't have love to give. I, I've heard that, yes, sir. Is that true or not? I, I, can, I understand the premise, yes, sir. Is that true or not? Um, um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. I love my children. So I, I bet know. you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, were you, this is your first time here? When I say women don't have love to give, what do you think about that? You rather not give your opinion? Mm-hmm. Well, you might cuss me out. No. What? You might hit me? No. You told Harbo to beat me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't mind if you disagree. I'm not interested in giving my opinion. You're not. But interested? I do have a question for you. Yes. So we were talking about racism, right? Right. Okay. Um, do you think it has to do anything at all with the end time? The end time? What do you mean? Well, the Bible talks about the end time. You, so are you asking me if racism has anything to do with the end time? No, it has everything to do with people being evil. Okay. You disagree with that? I'd rather not give my opinion. <laughs> Is this your wife? Yeah. Oh, are you surprised you're not giving her opinion? No. Oh, what's wrong with her? <laughs> She's reserved. Amazing. Well, I'm glad you're here. Any other questions for me? No. All right. When I say women don't have love to give, what do you think about that? Um, I think that that's true. You sure? Yeah. I told a bunch of guys at the gym, they were like, oh, talking about their mama and all that. I said, women don't have love to give. And this big, fat black guy said, <laughs> He's like, that's the most idiotic thing I ever <laughs> up and heard. I'm like, should I get out of here or what? <laughs> and so I ask him, I say, I ask, where do they get the love from that they give? And he thought about it. He's like, you know what? That's, he cursed. That's effing right. <laughs> he cursed again. But he had never thought about it. The problem is people don't think. They don't ask questions. They don't think. Uh, women don't have love to give. They receive love. Love comes from God, through Christ, through the man, through the woman, through the children. If that love comes from uh, below, which is from Satan, it's very destructive. And that's not love. I think I would have definitely um, answered differently like a year ago. Yeah. Um, but I think that if... Now what I understand to be love is very different than what I thought love was before. And I think that women have um, an amazing ability to, like, cuckoo and caress and be emotional and um, help you feel better, your ego feel better. Absolutely. I think men and or women who are, like, 
um, more of an alpha type if, of woman, woman who's up, close with her father absolutely. or like that. If she grew up close to her father, did she have love because she got the love mm -hmm. from her father? She'll be more logical and she won't, um, you know, I think absolutely. women will almost make the situation um, like a deeper hell for each other, but they like that. Yeah. They'll feed off of that. And men will try to bring you home. Absolutely. Bring you back. Amazing. Yeah. You're blessed. Kamar is a mama today. <laughs> he gave the answer to Victoria. Mama boy. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And it's okay to know that. It doesn't mean you hate. It doesn't mean anything. It's just you're going to get it right. You do right. And your family will, will appreciate it in the long run. It'll be good. All right? Last word for me. You had your hand, right? Yeah, I have a question oh. about that topic. Okay. Right there. Real fast. So I'm not from, I have listened to you before, but I'm not familiar with this topic. So okay. uh, I guess my question is, what about a woman's direct relationship with Christ and Christ implanting himself in her and, and the love <laughs> Christ puts in all of us? How, how does that, how does it? How does that figure into the equation? Have you ever seen that? Yeah. Where? Uh, anyone who receives Jesus. Have you ever seen a woman that's directly connected to Christ? Yes. Where? For sure. Uh, my wife. Your wife is mad. <laughs> why, would you, why would I be mad? That's why. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, you're, so you're saying so you're saying a woman cannot have an individual relationship with married, Jesus Christ. That she, through that the Holy Spirit, she can't know Him. Let's say she's not married, right? Right, exactly. And so uh, that, she did not. Her mother turned away from her father. She can go to God and repent, mm -hmm. forgive her mother for what the mother did to her, love her earthly father. Because if you don't love your earthly father, there's no way you can love God, right? And she could love her father, then Christ would work through her. God would work through her. The same thing a man has to do. Okay. But the problem is men hate their mothers, and so you become attracted to what you hate. And so they are marrying or getting involved with women that are just like mama, and they're trying to get love through these ladies, and the ladies don't have love to give. And that's why relationships don't work. They end up fighting and disagreeing, and the man knows something's wrong, and he's trying to make it right, but he doesn't understand what it is. He's trying to get something from the woman that she doesn't have because he hates his mother. That's why you have to forgive so the love will come through God. Okay. Well, I kind of get what you're saying, and I don't Do you agree or disagree with that? I, I, I believe that a woman can have an individual relationship with Jesus Christ. Okay? If she do what I just said, right? If she if has she forgiveness. Does what I just said. Yeah, if Sorry, she's... James. If she's fully given herself to Christ, which would mean that you're forgiving, that you're... Well, it's hard to find a woman that's fully given himself to Christ. You haven't seen one. Mm, there's a lot of people in the world. A whole lot. That's why so much hell in the world. Yeah. Because they have not given themselves to God. But there are ladies that are listening to my mm -hmm. show and coming here. Like this young lady was saying, she had ne never heard that before. Right. Now she's getting to know herself. The role is now reversing because she's forgiven, mm -hmm. meaning to repent, and she's coming back to God. She's loving her husband in the right way, so it's working. But nobody's telling the ladies that they need to forgive so that they can be free. you got to love your father. No one's telling them that. They're going along with the okie doke. And the men are afraid to tell them because they're afraid of losing the woman, mm -hmm. losing mama. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are you the head of your wife? Yes. Does she listen to you? Sometimes. 
And what do you do when she does it? Well, I, she's a human being. I can't make her do anything. See, like, oh, well, but I let her know. Being. I know. Let her. She knows when I disagree. Oh, <laughs> you obey your husband. We believe in communication. The Lord teaches about marriage is a teamwork. Mind. Marriage is a teamwork. Do you he, obey your husband? I obey him according to what the Lord says in the Bible. Yes. Do you obey your husband? Of course. So the Lord you, shows us to respect because love is respect. And responsibility just because love is obedience, it's respect. God wants obedience from us and respect. That's uh -uh. love. God is a tough God. He'll let you die a homeless person. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Yeah. If you stay in your sin, you will die. You will die. Anyway, well, thank you, man. Sure. I appreciate that. I got to end. Uh, I encourage you to do the silent prayer dot video. I encourage you to speak up, but don't resent. And uh, just watch yourself this year. Really watch yourself and doubt every thought that you get. Every thought is a lie. When you read the Bible, when you, whatever you may be doing, he's going to tell you things that are not true. All right? That's why God said bring every thought into captivity. And just wait until you get there. You'll see what to do and what to say. All right? He'll take care of you. Consider the birds and the bees. He'll take care of them, and they don't have a job. <laughs> They're on welfare. <laughs> and you will create a, his image just think about what he'll do for you All right, he'll take care of you so thank you all for tuning in I absolutely appreciate it um, can you bring the baby up really fast we have a brand new baby oh. when was the baby born? Uh, November 22nd uh, amazing November 22nd that's amazing you guys get your offering ready. Joel going to be coming around in a minute. That way we can get out of here really fast. Is it a boy? Yeah. Alpha male. Yeah. Real men made boys first. Alpha <laughs> 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 baby. Alpha baby. A lot Can I hold him? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Oh. Little alpha baby. <laughs> What's his name? Ellis Bond. Ellis Bond? Yeah, exactly. Right on, Ellis Bond. I wish you well, buddy. Amazing. I uh, married this couple. They dealt with their issues. They went in for game, and they got married, and now they have a boy. Yeah. Oh, amazing. All right. See you, baby. Joel, I don't know what you waiting on. Yeah, he said he doesn't know what he's waiting on. Oh, amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. So you're born in November, right? Yeah. Oh, amazing. He's growing fast already. Yeah, he is. Yeah. That was the first thing we took him out. We had to stay in the house for 40 days. Well, I mean, we went out for the doctor and stuff, but we tried to, like... You stayed in the house for 40 days? Yeah. They basically did. Yeah. Why? Because uh, it's, like, the traditional thing. I think that's what, like, Jesus did or something like that. I don't know. It's just a traditional thing. It, oh. it has no real significance. But honestly, I think there's a scientific reason. Because they get to bond. And they get to, like, you know, connect hormonally and... 
the baby just came out of the womb, so it's like you can't just take him straight out to the world. He needs. Like, I was in the cotton field the day after I was born. <laughs> but, but but were you wrapped in your mom? I was on her back. Yeah, you see that. That's, While she was picking cotton. Yeah, exactly. That that's kind of what he's been doing. He oh, just okay. hasn't been in a cotton field yet. Right but. on. Well, congratulations, <laughs> man. Thank you, Jesse. All right. I'll leave this with you. No, you get back to that. All right, folks. Um, the update on the building is that we have. Uh, 350,000 now, a little over 350,000. So there's a building down on La Brea that's really nice. It's already set up. I'm going down this week and check that out. And if it goes well, I'm hoping that we can get that. It's not far away. It's not in the hood. And uh, it really has a stage. It has studio, room for studios and all kind of stuff. And so I'll let you know what happens with that. And uh, if you guys know any places or you hear about anything, let me know. All right. And Scott... It's time to make some white babies. We need white babies too, cause white people are running out. <laughs> we need white babies, and so don't forget to. Uh, I wish you well this year. Uh, check us out at rebuildingtheman.com. We have all kind of stuff there. All right, everything goes back to barn. And if you need counseling, we have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. You can let us know. We can counsel with you by FaceTime or in person or on the phone, whatever. All right? Thank you all for tuning in, and thank you all for coming. I absolutely appreciate it.